So would you prepare a, a different meal the night before if you're running in bear country? Well, or? if you don't encounter a bear, you've got an issue anyway. So, oh, really? Well, yeah. If you've had a bear prepared poopy pants meal, <laughs> you don't need to be out running. <laughs> point. Very good point. Point yeah. well taken. Yeah. It's an right. issue. What right. you, would you call that again? I, I don't know if I can say that Oh, my again. gosh. It was greatness. Bear prepared poopy ass meal <laughs> might have been it. I don't know. Hi, this is Tyler Ayler, and I'm a big-ass runner from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your host, the OG Clydesdale, Jeff Harrell, and the man who knows all the hits, Stephen Britt. Well, thank you, Tyler. OG Clydesdale, I will claim that one. And I think he's super generous for saying that I know all the hits because I don't. Well, maybe you know some of the hits. Yeah, I do think I'm growing a little bit better because I do go to Orange Theory and work out and they have all kinds of this stuff called music coming out. And so I'm learning stuff all called music. <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of stuff. So I feel like I'm not only working out my body, but I'm also working out my musical acumen. I love it. We do owe Tyler an apology. Last episode, episode 40. Yes. He was our shout out in Kudo he and was. we said his name was Taylor. And we know his name's Tyler. I don't know why we said it. So apologies to Tyler from the great state of Colorado. Well, yes. And thanks again for your patience. We never make mistakes on the show. So never. We <laughs> never mispronounce things. We are enjoying our streak of perfection that never happens. It's <laughs> true. But thanks for letting us accidentally say your name incorrectly, but we will get it better next time. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Pritt. Stephen, this is episode number, I'm calling this the Dirk Nowitzki episode number 41. That's right. The basketball player from the great state of Texas and Dallas in particular. Well, he's actually from Germany, but yes, he played <laughs> He played for the Mavericks. Well, yeah. I mean, we just kind of brought him over, so it's right. He's a young guy at 18. Yeah, exactly. Now, the great Dirk Nowitzki for UNBA fans, one of the greatest players of all time one of our favorites because we are here in the dallas area well steven we have an awesome episode planned i am so excited about our first segment i can't even tell you we have okay this guy mm -hmm. he is not only <laughs> he's a doctor whoa has his phd how do we get a doctor on here i know <laughs> He's been on the Jenny McCarthy show. Really? He's been on like Teen Vogue. Whenever something happens uh -huh. important in the world, Dr. G, Kevin Gilliland gets called. He's our first guest in segment number one. Yeah, he's a great guy. And just personally, like you were saying, Jeff, just having conversation with him and talking to him on air and off the air. A lot of times you, you see people and if they're celebrities or people that have a lot of knowledge or are they the same people? I mean, this guy is amazing. And I think you guys will really enjoy. So if you're out there running, listening to the show, you'll definitely want to re-listen to part of it just to take notes because it's really, really good stuff. And not only is it informative, it's funny. He's yeah. just a funny, <laughs> he is. funny guy. We could talk to him all night long and he is a great guy. And in segment number two, Stephen, we have what some people consider their favorite. Miss Marcy Bazier is back. She is back. But before we get to that, Stephen, much like we did with Tyler's name, we've mispronounced things from time to time. It does happen, Jeff. You and I both have our college degrees, but sometimes we might mess up occasionally. For example... <laughs> 
Last episode, we talked about the three slash four options for our 100K. We had to eliminate Latvia. Right. Because unfortunately, they could not piece together a 100 consecutive K. They got close. Very close. They were very excited about hosting the big ass runners, (laughs) but they just couldn't quite make it work. But we talked about three other options, and one of the three we completely butchered. Yeah, I think we called it the Mongold or something like that. We got the monster part right, but the first part of it, we did not get it right whatsoever. Yeah, we call it Mongolon, and it's, <laughs> that's because it's kind of how it's spelled, although we added an N somehow. <laughs> just an extra N just for the fun of it. Yes, it's spelled M-O-G-O-L-L-O-N. The people in Arizona are laughing at us. They laughed at us last week. We didn't know it at the time. Now we know it. But we want to, you know, we're, we're owning up to our mistakes, Stephen. Yeah, we're, it's not above us to make mistakes, but we will own them every single time. Yes, the proper pronunciation is the Muggion. Really? Incredible, huh? Muggion. How do you get Muggion out of that? I have no idea. I think I like Mongolion better, but <laughs> Muggion seems like a temperature thing. Like, man, it's so Muggion out here today. My hair is all flat and curly now. It's all frizzy. It's all frizzy. Yeah. So Muggion, apologies to those that knew that, but we're learning. Yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. We're learning and we're growing. And once we know we did wrong, we correct ourselves. We're not above correction. Our data scientists remind us of that every single time we do math or try to attempt it. And so, yeah, we're constantly in the state of learning. That reminds me, Stephen, there's a couple of words that I think we both have mispronounced. And I also looked at what are the most mispronounced words just in general? Right. Now, one that I've called you out on from time to time, one of your favorite, I think you have this for lunch every day. Not quite, but every Tuesday, I think I think since working from home, I have chipotle. <laughs> you, have, you have chipotle. Right. Which, uh, unlike the Mongolian, you actually subtracted a letter. <laughs> It's, it's, see, it all goes back to math, Jeff. Yeah. I'm adding things and subtracting things wrong. Yes. I actually do know it's Chipotle, right? Chipotle, yeah. Chipotle, like the yeah. pepper. But yeah, for some reason, I just started calling it that, and then it stuck, and then you're like, Stephen, you need to get it right if you're going to order it there every week. Yeah, so I called you out, but I'll call myself out. So there's a bowl, uh, a really healthy bowl I like at one of my smoothie places, uh-huh. an Akai bowl. Okay. And apparently, <laughs> it's not pronounced Akai, Jeff. It's acai. Acai. Yeah, how about that? That's such a lot of things happening with that word. Where it's four it, letters. I know, it's four letters, and it sounds like you just described some country in the Middle East or something like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, acai. Yeah, acai, yes. So when you've ordered there, what, do they correct you, or do they just kind of smile? And, and, and They corrected me. That's the only reason I knew I was doing it wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of like at Starbucks when you say, hey, I have a medium coffee. They're like, no, you will have a vent. Now, what is it? What even that? What a minute. It's a, yeah, grande. I have a grande. Or they'll, you'll, you'll say, hey, I want a, I want a medium coffee with extra hot. And then they repeat it differently, like the way it's supposed to be. Right. In the right order. Like if you get the shot wrong or the thing that's like, no, it's a grande iced caramel double shot. I don't, I don't know. I just assume they're doing that to help their coworkers, but it feels like <laughs> a personal assault right. on my intelligence. I'm sorry I didn't bring my lexicon with me and my thesaurus to figure out what this order is going to be. So. Exactly, exactly. Are there any other words, Stephen, that you've noticed people mispronounce? Well, there's this kind of, uh, it's it's like rice, but it's not, and you, you see it a lot in different things now. 
And I used to call it Quan, Quana, Quano, Quanoa, Quanoa, Conoco. I don't know, but it's really not that whatsoever. And so if I don't know, I just act confidently and say things, but it's actually pronounced quinoa, right? Quinoa, yeah. Yeah. I was in college one time and I was an RA, Jeff, and we had freshman guys and took them downstairs and they had quiji pie. The guy's like, I've never had quiji pie. I'm like, no, it's called quiche. And, <laughs> and yeah, they, they didn't know what, what quiche was. Oh, quiche, quiche, what quinoa, about, acai. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Is there any other ones that you know? Well, I'm going to stick with the coffee theme. A lot of people say, hey, I'll have an espresso. Oh, yeah. It's not, there's no X in there, yeah, Stephen. It's not. Espresso, espresso. It, Espresso. I have an espresso. Yeah. And it doesn't sound better when you say, you just feel like you have to lower your voice. Espresso. Where espresso, espresso. it sounds kind of like... Espresso. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're filling our heads with knowledge here, Stephen. (laughs) Well, just the kind of service we provide here. It is. Well, before we get started on this show, one other thing. I wanted to do a shout out to all the... You know, we're filling our heads with knowledge, Stephen. Uh Uh-huh. Our cranium... My cranium is huge. You know, you do, when I see you wear hats, whether forwards or backwards, you're usually going the full distance <laughs> on the back. I know. Yeah. it's like it, a snap back. I'm on that last yeah, couple, it's, couple of snaps. It's hanging on there by that last little snap part. Yeah. And I've heard from other listeners too. They, you know, the big craniums. We've got a lot of gray matter in there, Stephen. Yeah. It's like Sputnik. Yes. <laughs> that's true. If you've not seen one of the most <laughs> underrated movies of all time, So I Married an Axe Murder. The greatest scene in that movie, Stephen, is when he's... <laughs> His son is a huge melon. <laughs> Look at the size of that boy's head. It looks like the size of Sputnik. <laughs> it's like an orange with a toothpick. <laughs> Look at the size of that boy's head. Shh. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Shh, you got to give the boy a complex. Well, that's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Shh. Has its own weather system. For all you fellow big ass runners out there who have large heads, I have the perfect trail hat for you. The Path Project's Rainier, Stephen. That's right. All of you that have really tall mountaintops, the Rainier is <laughs> Rainier, Rainier. How do you say that? Rainier. See, Rainier. I think. Is it Rainier? People or, in Washington will correct us if we're wrong. Like the cherry, like the Rainier cherries or the Rainier? Is, is Mount Rainier in Washington? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to get corrected again. But yes, that is a great hat. I, I actually have a larger head too, believe it or not. And yeah, it's a very good hat. And it's good forwards and backwards. I wear this thing, Stephen, every day. <laughs> you do? I really do. <laughs> It's the most comfortable hat. Just because I do have a big head and most hats don't fit me. Yeah. The Rainier by Path Projects is perfect. Awesome. Well, with that, Stephen, let's get going on episode number 41 of The Big Ass Runner. You say either and I say either. You say neither and I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Well, Stephen, I'm very excited about this first segment because, as you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. We heard from Denver a couple of weeks ago about how important trail running is to his mental health. So we wanted to bring on an expert, someone that not only knows everything there is to know about mental health, but also someone that is informative and funny and fun and understands endurance athletes. So I don't know how we got him, Stephen. 
But we want to welcome Dr. Kevin Gilliland. I want to tell you a few things about Dr. Gilliland. He earned his bachelor's degree from Baylor University. He has his psychology degree from Rosemead School of Psychology. And he has been in the healthcare and mental health and substance abuse space for decades. And we won't age him too much, but uh, he is awesome when... Something happens in the world, mental health related. He's the first person that the news stations call. He's been on Jenny McCarthy and Today and all kinds of shows. Well, Stephen, on the big ass hotline, we have Dr. G. How are you doing? It is so great to be with you guys. I'm so looking forward to this. Well, Kevin, we know you are a clinical psychologist, but you're also an endurance athlete. And we thought as Steve and I were talking about doing something like this, we thought who could be better than talking about mental health issues and endurance running than Dr. G? Yes, I, you know, I do. I'm an accidental psychologist. My academic advisor in college, you know, it's so funny. I have grad students. I do some graduate teaching and they're like, and they asked me like I had a big plan. Oh, how did you, what was your, I'm like, look, I just, last thing I remember was telling my collegiate advisor that I was bad at math and I like working with people. And then I look up 10 years later and I have a doctorate in psychology. Seriously. I, I mean, that was my master plan. Now, I was fortunate in that I just have really enjoyed working with people and have ended up being wildly fascinated by us humans. That's what I do for a living. But man, I, I was just having a conversation this morning with, with a colleague about how physical fitness has always been a part of my life, but it was fun and entertaining and connecting with buddies and and then I started realizing, God, you know what? It actually really helps me manage my life and stress. And it kind of helps my physical and my psychological health. And I'm not sure how, but I ended up in the endurance stuff. And for me, it was triathlons and ended up doing a handful of Ironman. And oof. so, yeah, I'm intimately acquainted with uh, running long distances for reasons that the majority of humans don't understand. <laughs> That's my answer. Well, I thought we could start at the very beginning because I think we, you know, we've been talking a lot about mental health on this show recently. You hear a lot about self care and things like that. So we wanted to start with just a basic understanding of when we say mental health, what exactly are we talking about? And is that similar or the same thing as self care? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a great question. I've actually navigated to a place of not saying mental health, oddly enough, because when we say mental health, we, I think all of us, even myself, have this default setting of, ooh, that's for people that are, ooh, they're really strong. And you go, okay, but the reality is if, if you've played any sports, you've had coaches talk about the psychological component of that sport, whether it's having fun, being endurance running, trail running, or team sports. You talk about the psychological piece of it or the psychology of business. And so we're really comfortable with psychology. And the reality is we need to be as knowledgeable about what are the elements in our psychological health? Because if you were to ask any physician, hey, what should be on my dashboard of my physical health? You can probably rattle it off. Like if I asked you guys, hey, what do you keep track of? When it comes to your physical health. Well, we have Strava. <laughs> Strava, of course. <laughs> exactly. But no, you're like, you're like, well, my heart rate. Yeah, right. You know, kind of blood Eating. pressure. And 
Yeah, yeah, cholesterol. And she go, okay, so you go, you ask any psychiatrist or therapist, you go, hey, what are those same metrics for my psychological health? And they won't be able to answer you. And that's not okay. We should be more aware of, okay, what are those things? And it's a short list, if you will, people, because that's just our DNA, right? Purpose. So people, purpose, that's work, volunteer, giving, you know, someplace you're needed and someplace that you need and play. Holy cow. Play is where we get to push ourselves and test ourselves. And it's more than just an endurance sport or tra- you go, no, it didn't work. It's not my spouse. I get to push myself and really get a feel for my psychological strengths and weaknesses when I step into play. And honestly, that, when I look back at it, that was a big driver on all of my endurance stuff was, gosh, can I? And I wonder what if, and it's kind of a risky deal to do at the office because you're like, what have I got to lose? Well, your job, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you go, just your house and your mouth. And you go, okay, but in play, we get to really push ourselves. And then the last piece of our psychological health is our brain and body. And those are some basics. That's where I talk about sleep is power, food is fuel, and movement is medicine. And there is no amount of counseling that can correct sleep deprivation. And so that's what our psychological health, we should be checking and looking at those fundamentals because those are really the pillars of our psychological health. And when we talk about self-care, I think all that sort of comes under self-care feeds those dashboard fundamentals. And what it really speaks to, I think, is what am I doing to either maintain, to foster, or to recover these fundamental pieces? Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And it's interesting. I was just curious as you were listing some of those things out, like, why do you think that either was a stigma? I mean, nobody would ever neglect saying that you think or that you have a brain or that you have emotions and those kind of things. But why do you think it is that people just neglect that? Is it just lack of education or awareness? Or what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, you know, it's so funny, because man, we'll talk about physical things pretty comfortably. Right. But the minute we start talking about these psychological things, and it's true for women as well as men, is we get this hang up like it's, I should have course corrected it, or I need to take care of it myself, or God, this seems ridiculous. And it's also has this lack of concrete definition. And by that, I mean, like when I work with physicians as patients or as clients, It's funny. They all say the same thing. God, I hated the psychiatric rotation. I'm like, yeah, you couldn't do any blood work. You don't have (laughs) x-rays. You can't do a CT scan. You're like, "Mm, God, what? And so it is a little harder to get our arms around. And we have these notions about it that, and honestly, Stephen, it goes way back to the history of, boy, in, in the, you know, you go back 100 years ago, it's like, wow. We just need to lock these people up because it's strange. We don't know how to help with that. It it ends up in this really strange, what's treatment for it? And the treatment for our psychological issues has always lagged behind physical medicine. Right. And for a lot of us, it's it's just a chemical thing. For a lot of us, it's a life thing. You know, when you look at COVID, one of the, and in spite of how, 
painful it's been and how much it has cost, I hope that one of the things we take out of it is a greater sensitivity and awareness of, man, when you strip away some fundamentals, I don't care who you are, your psychological health is going to suffer. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and look, just look at connection with people. Yeah, exactly. Like we all lost, and I don't care if you're an introvert or extrovert, we all lost connection with people like Thanos snapping his fingers <laughs> in the Marvel movie. Right. I mean, overnight, you had no interaction with humans. And you started to realize, wow, I didn't realize how important that was for me. And Zoom quickly got to fatigue level. And we were just longing to be around other people because that's in our DNA. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't understand why other people struggled. And I always just wrote it off to God, I don't struggle like that or I don't go. But now we've all had this collective experience of going, wow, so that's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. And the part I hate is, and I think what also made it difficult is we're not as open about it as we should. You know, I've been doing this. I've been working with people as a psychologist for almost 30 years now. And as I've gotten older, I just work with older people. And some of those people have been incredibly successful, whether it's business or sports or entertainment. And I wish people could hear the conversations I do from people that I think we would all look at and go, gosh, they're so successful. Mm -hmm. They struggle just like everybody else. That's true. Everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. <laughs> and I think some people are doing, starting to do a better job of talking about it as, yeah, no, it's, it doesn't define me any more than high cholesterol does. And I think sometimes for whatever, we look at our psychology as defining us more than it should rather than, yeah, no, I, you would never look at your high blood pressure, your cholesterol as being a defining characteristic of you. Right, exactly. You know, but somehow our really busy mind or worry or anxiety, we feel like it's more of a global statement. You're like, no, it's not. It's not. And my hope is this is one of the best times in the world to talk about your mood or worry or stress or anxiety because I guarantee <laughs> you the person you say it to is going to be like, God, me too. Right. I mean, it's a really good time to start working through some of those things because I've never seen this broad a range of people struggle. That's a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing furiously as you listed those things. You said people, purpose, play, and then the fourth one was brain and brain and body. We got to come up with a P word for that. We can figure that out probably at some point. <laughs> so if we can figure out the P word before we're done, and I'm like, who else but the big ass guys to, to <laughs> nail down the P word? We got um, <laughs> the person, but you know. <laughs> The person, right? With the whole person. Exactly. Now, you yeah. know, but here's, you know, it's funny because we talk about sleep. Sleep deprivation will disrupt our psychological functioning probably more than any other physical thing in our life. And it is devastating. And so you go, look, you can't expect to steal sleep and to function well as a dad, as a husband, as a coworker. And look at athletes. They are uncompromising about their sleep. I mean, any athlete, whether it's Tour de France or distance runners, man, they are aggressive in protecting sleep. Right. And you go, why? You go, man, that's where you recharge your brain and your body. 
it was interesting as you're listening to those things off, you know, the, the podcast, the big ass runner heard out there, you know, some of the things I love personally about this, we've been doing this since last summer. I think, as you know, Kevin mm-hmm. is when you said people, you know, this community that we have that, you know, we, we see people on Instagram commenting on each other's posts and encouraging each other to do, you know, big things. We see this community element or this people element develop, one of our favorite segments is called why I run, which is really about, you know, purpose. What, you know, what, what's the purpose behind, you know, why you run play. That's obvious. We love getting out and, and you know, and, and running mm-hmm. and, do, and doing hard things. And then this idea of, of person or, you know, brain and body, as, as you're listening to those things, I'm like, Oh, it all makes sense. It's like, it's all the things I love about you know, the big ass runner community that's been, that's been forming. So it was really interesting as you, as you listed those things out. Yeah. Because when you look at, all of the studies and you pull you go okay you see those fundamentals rise to the surface and one of the things i hate is when we ask things to do more than they can mm-hmm. or more than they should don't mind medicine at all but don't ask it to do more than it can and therapy counseling and medications for some of our psychological issues i don't have a problem with but don't ask it to do everything and start looking for those things in the world. I had, I had a journalist ask me one time, does everybody need a therapist? And I was like, Good Lord, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. What we need, all we do in therapy is what can and should happen in our lives. But sometimes the world can't give us what we need. And this community that you guys have started and the ability to connect and to share. Other people help us maintain behavior change when we just don't have it today. You know, I joke, and now I don't joke anymore. I joked at the beginning of COVID. I was like, God, man, I thought I was so much more disciplined than I was about my fitness. I'm like, no, it was the community. Right. It was the other people because even when you listen to professional athletes, if you listen to them, they all talk about, no, God, I wanted to quit and I didn't want to do it. And But why, what kept you going? Other people, this community. When I didn't have it, someone else did. Or there were days I had it and someone else was able to get pulled along by that and encouraged by that. And I see things and hear things I wouldn't normally see and hear. And I weave those in because they stick with me because – I know this is a group that understands and has enough of similarity, but also enough diversity that I see what we're doing is being beyond just this. It's beyond just trail running or endurance running. There are actually things that I can apply in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And life is full of good medicine. And that's part of the, what's your psychological dashboard? And for me, I've known for a long time, it was physical activity. And just the more I thought about it and nuanced it, I'm like, yeah, and I'm more than capable of working out on my own. But just because I can doesn't mean I should. Right. Because there's so much more I get from running with that guy or biking with this guy. And doesn't matter who you swim with, you're, right? You, you get your face <laughs> in the water. But running and biking, man, you're like, wow, look how far we've gone. Or look at our pace. Or wow, I wouldn't have come over here. It's so much more than running. 
Let me ask you this then. When you were talking about things like sleep and community, I mean, these are all things that on the onset seem like no duh or basic, but they're really not though. You were talking about dashboards and the ability to gauge that. How would you say that people just in general, whether they're athletes or not, should be aware of those dashboards? And what are some of the warning things? I'll be honest, I was walking through Target the other day to pick something up and I passing through like the vitamin thing. And I looked over and the shelf space for sleep aid is three times as big and I'm seeing more and more commercials. And again, I'm not that's not a judgment. It's just more like it seems like sleep's a bigger issue now. And you were mentioning with the pandemic community. So how would you recommend people looking at those gauges? And it's kind of one of those things you want to get gas before you're below empty. So <laughs> yeah. what's the quarter tank for us guys who like to go all the way down to the last fumes? What's, what's the quarter tank equivalent to where we should start yeah. looking at some of these things? And what can we practically do before yeah. we have to ask for the worst, which is getting directions to the nearest gas station? Yeah, but so do you just know when you're with your group, you're like, oh, yeah, hey, your fuel light came on. You're like, yeah, no, we got 43 miles to go. You're like, oh, I got this. I like you. Right, exactly. I like you. Why do I feel like I know you? <laughs> yeah, I don't care who you are. Everybody has sleep as their power source. And you can argue all you want about individual differences, but. Man, if you're not getting consistently seven or eight hours, now you're just talking about how much your performance has declined. And sleep debt is cumulative. So if you get four hours of sleep tonight, you can't make and, – and four hours of sleep tomorrow night, you don't make it up the next night. Studies would tell you it takes between three and five days to make up two or three days of what's called chronic sleep deprivation. And that's what most of us do is mm-hmm. – we shave, we steal sleep because we're staying up late working on projects. But what disrupts our sleep, the number one thing that disrupts our sleep is worry and a busy mind we can't turn off. Well, that's COVID in a nutshell. It shook our financial security. It shook our relational connectedness. It made our kids, we were their friend group. It shook everything. It took our world personally and put it in a paint shaker. It's like our little Etch-a-Sketch world just got put in a paint shaker and our sleep got disrupted. We either had trouble falling asleep or staying asleep and you go, okay, I got to look at course correcting that. Mm-hmm. Use everything you can that's non-medicinal. So Google search sleep hygiene. I know, weird name, but it basically goes to the top 10 list of what I call user error, which is your bedroom should be the right temperature. It should be dark. Blue light promotes alertness. So that's why they always talk about don't look at screens and tech. So look at all those things and correct user error. And then if you have to use something, start with over the counter. Mm -hmm. Um, Melatonin works for about 20% of the people. Work just fantastic. The rest might as well not even take it. If you're going to take Tylenol PM or Advil PM, Stop taking Advil and Tylenol. You don't have a headache and you don't have aches. It's just, all that is is generic Benadryl. Right. Tylenol can't sell it unless they put Tylenol in it. We don't have a headache. Just get generic Benadryl, which diphenhydramine. That's all you need. You can try that out. And if those things aren't working, then it may be worth talking to a doc Mm -hmm. about, hey, do I need to look at something else? And the other thing is, look at one of those meditation apps. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many people I've had 
that just helps to slow the mind and then the body kind of follows suit. Yeah. So those are some things that should be on everybody's dashboard. The reason you've seen so much is sleep loss has been one of the biggest problems for people. And I've, gosh, the past year, it's just been crazy. You know, how many presentations and interviews I've done about sleep and the impact on cognitive function, but also it compromises our immune system. Right. So when we have sleep loss, our immune system gets weakened. So you go, it's one of the laws of nature is sleep. And the same with movement is physical movement is incredibly important to our psychological health. Now, you guys and all your listeners are way beyond movement. And so you're in a really good place. But you go, okay, Kev, well, how important is movement to our psychological health? Well, you don't see it published a lot, but back when Zoloft and Prozac, which was probably 25 years ago, came on the market, shortly after that, they did a couple of studies. There was one done here in Dallas. It was a big study that compared Zoloft to exercise three times a week. That's fascinating, isn't it? That's, you go, okay, yeah. <laughs> these are people that have, have depression, and one group's going to get medicine, and the other group's going to get physical exercise. The outcomes were very similar, which is crazy. Now, it's for a lot of different reasons, right? Because when you're out moving, you're also interacting with people, and right. you've got a lot of positive things. There's some neurochemical things. And you go, okay, no, movement is medicine. It is really good for our psychological health. And so for all of us, there are some fundamentals. And people, absolutely, human interaction has got to be on your dashboard. Mm -hmm. Not only is it good for you, but they've done, there's a researcher out of, I believe she's out of Utah, that's looked at isolation. Right. And there's been a lot of work as we've gotten this elderly population, not just here, but in the world. The UK has a minister of loneliness. How's that for a title? Wow. That's, that's strange. Yeah, that's how, so it's a massive issue. Well, this researcher in Utah looks at, okay, what does like blood pressure, what does that do to decrease your lifespan and even quality of life? Also looked at metabolism, obesity. One thing she looked at was isolation. So not only is being with people good, isolation has the negative impact on our lifespan that is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's incredible. I said it correctly, and I've read the main article. It is shocking. It's unbelievable in every sense of that word, unbelievable, because I know you, neither of you believe me. I can't imagine how fast you have to smoke to smoke 15 cigarettes. That's a chain smoker, baby. <laughs> Okay, Jeff, I love that you're like, wow, how do you smoke that? <laughs> I know. I went I know. right to how, how does that happen? I can't believe it. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's how devastating isolation is to us. And when you hear about getting back to life post-COVID, we're doing that because our physical and psychological health depends on it yeah. and has suffered because we have been disconnected from other people and that's bad for humans. When you were saying that, it kind of reminded me, I did a rotation in college one time and then Nick, you at a hospital, you know, and you've seen yep. these studies and stuff. It's like, yep. the thing that heals most is the baby against somebody being connected, even if it's not their mom, their yes. mom or dad can't be around. It makes sense. Even when they're that young, the innate born need for connection is 
literally healing and you're seeing it in either stage of life. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I cannot believe you just said that too. I had an interview earlier with this journalist like two hours ago. We're talking about social connection, literally talked about that very thing again. Exactly what you just talked about is infants and NICU because not only is it good for their health, it actually, they figured that out because so many infants were dying, right? literally dying because there was no human contact. Right. And you go, wow, that blows my mind, but it tells us something that we have to hang on to when we're going through difficult times because COVID is an example that includes all of us. Right. But if you have a spouse that's going through chemotherapy or you're helping take care of an elderly parent or you just had a job change or a move, that's where we have to come back to our dashboard and go, okay, how long has it been since I've just sat down with a good friend to have lunch or to connect with or texting back and forth is better than silence. And so you go, okay, what have I done? And when's the last time I got out for a run? Because I don't care how busy I am. That is where I get recharged. That's mm -hmm. where my brain and my body get recharged. And so that's the way that I think we have to look at some of these fundamentals and go, God, why do I feel so down? And so, and you go, there are things that we don't need to think about. And, and I know, man, this COVID has been so hard personally and professionally. This has been one of the most difficult years because I'm part of this story and I've got staff I'm looking to help and keep them going. I've got clients and patients that are suffering like I've never seen. My own sleep is right. I'm like, and I went several weeks where I just didn't have the energy to work out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, there has got to be something wrong with me because that's just not me. I enjoy it. And so part of what I had to start doing to get going was not to overthink it. And I was like, you know what? I never stand there at night and look at my toothbrush and go, oh, man, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like brushing. You know, I don't need to think. Right. I'm just like, no. Just do it. I've answered this question. I just need to do it. And so funny, that's what I started doing. I'm like, no, don't, because my alarm would go off. And it's never good when your alarm goes off and your first thought is, I'm so tired. Right. Yeah. That's one of those, yeah, I'm sleep deprived, but I'm like, my mantra from my bed until I got my shoes on was, don't think. Don't. And when I found myself thinking, going, God, I feel so, I'm like, no, nope, don't think, don't think. And I'd hyper focus on, okay, where are my shorts? So let me get my shirt. Where are my shoes? Okay, what shoes am I going to wear? Okay, I'm going to wear these shoes. I just didn't think. I did not think about how I felt and whether or not I, I just didn't because I already answered the question. Movement is medicine. And I look at my dash and I'm like, I haven't done it in three weeks. I don't care if I walk, but I am going to move. Well, to our big ass runner herd out there listening, you can see why we're having Kevin on for two different parts. This is part one. Next week, we'll talk a little bit more about Kevin. If you don't mind, we want to ask you a little bit more about endurance athletes and kind of the psychological part of trail running and running long distances. But until then, what's the best way, if someone wants to contact you or, or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, if you're in the Dallas area, my day job is uh, Innovation360. You can track me down at i360dallas.com. Once you're following 
big ass runner, and I think we've talked about how important it is to enter that quickly and accurately. <laughs> um, you can you can also follow me at Doctor underscore Kevin G on Instagram or i three sixty Dallas on Instagram as well. And you have an awesome podcast. Yes, just kicked off not too long ago, probably January ish. Struggle well, live well, and worry less. And its focus really is to go, okay, look, let's just get some information to people, especially about COVID, but just what are some practical ways I can manage a really busy mind so I can worry less and enjoy living because I'm older, but I'm not that worried about dying. I'm really afraid of not living. That would be the worst. And anxiety and worry can keep us from a life worth living. And there's a lot of things we can do and start to do that can make that a little more manageable. So we try to hit on some of that in the podcast. Well, Kevin, we so appreciate you. I was actually listening to the episode today. You did an episode on returning to work Mm -hmm. and it was helping me because my office is talking about returning to office and there's lots of things that come with that. So it's an awesome episode. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, really appreciate you. And what I love too about your podcast is people can obviously have just heard you're very informative, but you're also very funny, which we appreciate here at the Big Ass Runner. (laughs) And our listeners do too. I appreciate it. I so appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun being with you guys. And I love, love, love the work you guys are doing because it's about so much more than running. Make no mistake. It really, really is. And that's so fantastic. Well, Kevin, until next week, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you much. I need somebody help. Not just anybody help. You know I need someone Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. Who do we have this week? Yeah, Jeff, actually, this is a hometown one. We actually run out on a couple of different places, and there's a team of community of people that run called Dirt and Vert that we've mentioned before on the podcast. And two of the guys that are actually on that team are actually running this really incredible race. And what they're getting done and how they're accomplishing this is just crazy. So we thought we could not pass this opportunity up just to give them a little shout out and kudos today. The Cocodona 250, the inaugural Cocodona put on by Aravapa running out in Arizona. Okay, so we're recording this, Stephen, on a Thursday night. Uh-huh. This race started Monday morning at 5 a.m., Jason and Greg, our buddies with Team Dirt and Vert, they're still running. They just passed mile 200. 200 miles. They're still going. That is crazy. They're still going. So by the time this airs, I'm sure they're done. They're well rested. Hopefully they've slept. One of our good friends, Ashley, out in Arizona is crewing for Jason. So, man, Jason and Greg, much kudos. Big, big 250-mile kudos to you. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Just doing a long-distance race, but doing something that long and doing it together, it's just a lot of respect to you guys. Any race that has Coke and Donuts, I am really excited for. Oh, Coke and Donuts, Stephen. Oh, oh, Coke and Donuts. See, yeah. there we go again. Yes. Cocono Mountains, Sedona, put together Coke and Donut 250. Way to go, Greg and Jason. I'd open up the doors. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Bazer. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Marcy. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm great. How are y'all? 
doing awesome. Why is the music so loud, Jeff? Why'd you turn it down? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's great. I, I, that music can just keep on going. Uh, it is the best music. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have walk-up music. That's it. That's it, really. That's it. Yeah. I feel that like I should go it. to a cage fight after I hear this. Wow. Like, <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it just it pumps me up. Hello. This, this is how Marcy and Tim solve all problems in the house. Cage There's, matches. There's yeah. a cage match. Marcy usually wins, and that music playing. Yeah. There you go. It's yeah. it's all in the walk-up music. You, can, you can't have too many octagons. That's what we always say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you're new to the show and you don't know who Marcy Baser is, first of all, she's awesome. Thank you. Second of all, she used to be a future trail runner. Now she's an active trail runner. Are you still running your little half mile trail, Marcy? I am. I am. I'll just tell you this, guys. Can you give us a little update? Because I'm kind of curious. Here it comes. Okay, here it comes, Steven. Get ready. So I had take about a two week hiatus due to I don't know what the hell I was. I mean, it wasn't COVID, but some action was happening. I ended up with a sinus infection. Boo. Snot oh. everywhere. Yuck. It was pretty bad. So it, so it wasn't a rom-com. It re- no. no, no okay. And it doesn't take much for me to quit working out. So that definitely did the trick. You need to listen to Dr. G's segment. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go and hear that whole thing for sure. So I went back yesterday for my first time to work out and I thought you know I'm just gonna see where my pace is yeah okay I ran further than I've ever ran at one time without stopping and I could have gone farther oh my goodness so this was on the trail this was not on the trail this was in OT okay so, oh, yeah. so just so you guys, theory. Marcy and I both do Orange Theory at different mm-hmm. locations, but I love it. Are you liking it? Well, I mean, it's a workout. <laughs> it's, it's real hard. <laughs> it's a good hard. workout. It's they, a good workout. They, yeah. Yeah. I don't like any of that. No, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask about working out. <laughs> That's okay. Or no, maybe you're no. the perfect person. Yeah, exactly. I'm, well, yeah. I'm very realistic. Right. Yes. <laughs> very realistic. Very realistic to the couch potatoes that may be listening. <laughs> well, as you just said, we love bringing Marcy on the show because she does have a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And it's often unique. It's always funny. Well, <laughs> you guys didn't even ask me how far it was. That Blessings to you. Well, blessings. Yeah, you knew. Hey, Marcy, further than half a mile. I was going to say, there's some. It was two miles. What? That's really a big deal for me. I know it's not for you, trail runners, but for me, that was amazing. That is good. On a treadmill, nonetheless. I know. I thought if I'd been outside enjoying my very small trail in the back of my neighborhood, it would have been. Who knows how many times I could have run around that thing? Heck right, yeah. it, would, it probably would have had a new trail, like yeah. like almost like a ditch now. They, right. Probably, <laughs> yeah. and they would have had to come get me to come <laughs> come home. It's time for you to make us dinner. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we have a very interesting segment, Stephen, planned for Marcy. She's not even really that aware of what we're going to talk to her about today. No, and we like to give her that preparation just to to, <laughs> to get the real, authentic experience and. It's because we're just so prepared for this podcast. So Marcy, so I think a couple months ago, there was uh, some videos out about a guy that was being chased by a mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. I think we. I think you guys sent it to yeah, 
me. Yeah, yeah. We, we posted that on there. And then I came across one where there was a guy running in the Grand Tetons. And, oh, I thought, Jeff, you were going to say something. I was going to say, you have to be careful how you pronounce that. Right. <laughs> yes. The Grand <laughs> Tetons. 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 Yes. Not Tauntauns. Um <laughs> That's he, a, he went there anyway. That's a, that's a Star Wars reference. What? Oh, that's that's the, why I didn't get it. The Tauntauns. Like, okay, let's make this Nerd. PG. Oh. <laughs> it was made the fourth recently. So yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, so back <laughs> to the Grand Tetons. He was running, and then there was a bear. So there was a whole video. And then what happened was I was looking at something and I think it was on some Instagram and it's snake season. So what we thought we would do is ask you if certain animals were going to come up on you while you're running on this trail behind oh. your house. How would you recommend to our listeners what, uh, to, do. what to do? And oh. then we actually have some other options as well too for real trail runners are going to need to know right. probably the right answers right exactly <laughs> so like if there is like a bird swooping at you do you squawk do you stop drop and roll i mean like we need some answers essentially okay. and just to add a little perspective to this marcy's an enneagram eight okay <laughs> so why don't you explain what that is yeah because i think most people don't even know yeah, but, yeah look up enneagram eight we love eights by the way i'm married to one steven's so, married uh, to one my hand. best friend's an eight uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> at marcy over there so steven and i are both sevens we're right. we're kind of fun loving get distracted a lot as you can tell on this podcast what'd you say <laughs> I, I thought you really like Steven, I just said, get distracted Stephen come on but eights keep us in line they kind of help us focus they get stuff done right we non-gently move things along they non-gently but well, you know I don't think that's accurate being married to an eight I think they have definitive answers on what to do Yes. Whether right true. or wrong in the oh, moment. Well, we'll she said non-gently. Yeah, right. Non-gently. Oh, non-gently. I think yeah. said gently. Oh, no, there's non- nothing gentle about us eights. <laughs> no. But think- they're very loyal. They are. Eights are yes. loyal and they stand up against things. And I love eights. Yes. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Okay. Well, so with that perspective. Yeah. We're going to test your right. knowledge and then we'll kind of compare it. So I'll give you the animal, Marcy. Okay. And then we'll hear your response. And then Jeff will kind of add some color to that to see if it's close. Because I actually, when I was running in Oregon one time, there's these huge interconnected trailways and that kind of stuff. And so I was running and got to this one spot. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I had to cross a little area and go to the next one. And they have like any trailhead. They have a sign like here's the trails and that kind of stuff. But they had this sign and it was like, cougar sighting you know last night and then it and then it listed things that you're not supposed to do is that an older lady that's looking for younger man <laughs> i wish <laughs> there's a 52 year old woman and she is hot to draw she, she she was looking and all for love in all the wrong places no, it was not. Maybe maybe it was. I don't know. But they listed out some things to do. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to get eaten by this cougar. So I can't do any of those things. Yeah, because the first thing they said was, don't run alone. And guess where I was? You're like, I'm already alone out of here. I'm alone 10 miles away from my car. I'm like, well, I'm just going to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be cougar meat. So not the, not the other kind, Jeff. <laughs> 
This is getting better by the minute. And now uh, we've gone from Grand Tetons to Cougars. Who knows where this is going to end up tonight? It's okay. Yeah. All right. So, Marcy, the first one I'm going to ask you about. It's a simple one, I think, oh, maybe. We'll um, see. It's about snakes. So oh. in Arizona, I saw a warning saying that it's rattlesnake season, uh. and <laughs> these guys are massive. Yeah, they don't and, mess around. And they do leisurely slither, I guess, across a path. So oh, they do. They so do. let's pretend, Marcy, we're out in Arizona. We're running a half mile or two miles. I mean, it's yeah. somewhere in that range. And there's a big old, say, five-foot rattlesnake that's between you and the next step. Whoa. I'm just going to let you know uh-huh. that this is not an imaginative situation for me. I, I have wrestled rattlesnakes here and there in my life. Are you serious? You, you wrestled I, one? Well, I mean, wrestling, oh. no. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I feel wow. like that would be like a poor choice. No, I didn't wrestle, but I've encountered. I've encountered them. She's still here, so we know who won. <laughs> well, she's an eight. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Duh. You know, I have had a, quite an extensive array really? of rattlesnake situations in my lifetime. Yes. Okay, well, let's... Well, the first one began when I was probably maybe eight years old uh-huh. in Colorado, and it was evening, and we were at this nice restaurant, and the parents were all eating, <laughs> and we were bored, so my cousin and I went outside, and there was like this spotlight. Yeah. What are you going to do in a spotlight? You get in it. You're going to get in that. You're going to dance. dance, You're going to sing. I mean, it was like, the world was my stage. Yeah. We need some video all of a sudden. Falsetto. My cousin and I got into it, and we kept hearing this (laughs) noise right by our feet. No clue. No clue. Marcy starts rapping to it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was like, what is that? I don't know. And just kept going. Well, it turns out there was like a whole nest of rattlesnakes (gasps) down by our feet. And the people working out there came out and grabbed us and got us out of there. So that one was just due to stupidity, but I did survive it anyways. Oh, wow. Boom. Yeah. That that is insane that you you could hear them. What do you do when you see a rattlesnake? You entertain the hell out of That is what you do. There's, they love song. They love dance. Apparently. Yeah. They'll rattle along with you. Wow. Yeah. So it's, that's how you handle it. They never snake. struck you, right? No. Yeah. Because they I were mean, too we entertained. were standing like a couple of feet away from them. Yeah. And there was more than one. We were entertaining those guys. <laughs> Is there a certain genre of music they prefer over? Oh, at that age, it was probably the Go Go's, okay. most likely, with some air guitar. Ooh, our right. lips are sealed. Our lips are sealed. Oh my goodness, Stephen! You know what that was? <laughs> no, no I was he like, didn't. was like, why are your lips sealed? Is this be like, is this like pantomime singing? I wasn't sure what. <laughs> Is that even possible? Do you just like hum it? <laughs> Your lips are sealed, right? That's what I was thinking. Oh, oh goodness so gracious. Yeah. Okay. You entertain rattlesnakes. You enter so if you're trail running and all of a sudden one comes up, you start like moonwalking, whatever you have to <laughs> whatever do. Whatever you got in you, that's right. what you do. So Jeff, I'm just curious from our data scientist research, what are some of the things that that came back for rattlesnakes? The data scientists hand me a whole stack of white papers. <laughs> And from Ranger I, Rick, I filtered. <laughs> Actually, this is from Mary Ann Bonnell or Bonnell. Oh, she is the guest services manager for Jefferson County in Denver, and she is a rattlesnake expert. Mm. Wow. I don't know if y'all knew that. Well, I didn't, but you know what? I'll be the expert opinion on I that. I bet she has a Spotify playlist <laughs> for them. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, her first quote here is very funny. 
I always assume I'm dealing with an athletically gifted snake. <laughs> a 50K. Not a lazy. No, no. They're, they're trail running snakes. Right. They're yeah. trail runners. They're out there. If they're on the trails. They're, they're literally it. on the trails. Right. They're, they're trail scooters. Yeah. They scoot like me. I'm a scooter. Right. No big deal. So give them three or four feet, she told me. I always want to err on the side of caution. So you guys gave them one foot. Yeah. She's saying give them three or four feet. Yeah, well, it depends I on what I'd you're doing give with them. them more than three. <laughs> <laughs> I would give them more than three. Like 12. Honestly. She goes on, if you encounter a snake while hiking or running on a trail, it's best to back away and wait for it to move away on its own. Okay. Especially if it's a venomous serpent, like a venomous serpent. Whoa. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like a rattlesnake. If you can identify the type of snake, that can help you understand how dangerous it might be. I'm not identifying a snake. It sounds like if, if it's venomous, then get back. If not, take your chances. Yeah. You know what I'm identifying? That's a snake. <laughs> run away, run away. So snakes, like common gardener snakes and milk snakes. What's a milk snake? I don't know what that is. Are com- chocolate? So some of them are completely harmless, but I'm not, I'm not going to try to differentiate. I'm just right. backing away. However, she says, I love, however, other snakes like a bull snake or gopher snake are also harmless, but are the same size, shape, and color as their more dangerous rattlesnake cousins. Oh. And some even hiss and shake to mimic the actions of a rattlesnake. Ooh, wow. If you so can't be a badass, be. act like one. <laughs> I like that. Just shimmy yourself out. I like that. So she concludes, and that's why no matter what type of snake you think is in front of you, the best thing to do is back away slowly. Well, let me uh, let me end this <laughs> by also adding, do not throw rocks or prod it with a stick because it'll become angry and want to strike. When the rattlesnake is agitated. I feel that oh my way. gosh, yeah. so agitated. Very agitated. It can strike the farthest and release the most venom. All right. Well, Marcy, listen, this is very factual information. So I think you're on. Okay, so we have another animal for you. And this would be a bear. A bear. A black bear. Oh, yeah, let's just go with black bear. Because grizzly, I, I mean. I am probably just going to poop my pants <laughs> and hope the smell deters. I mean, deters. I, I mean I'm just going to be real honest. If Del- right. I mean, if it, is it coming at me? Is it looking at me? Is it a smiling bear? Is it a angry bear? What's happening? Is it aggressive? I don't There's think it's juggling or anything like that it's in not, the circle. Okay, it's not a no, circus bear. No, no, no unicycle. No, it's it's okay. just it's just staring at you. So you mm. are coming down the trail. It's there. Yeah, it's like in front of me. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, we're eye to eye. Right, exactly. Who's going who? Yeah, right. I'm going to go with pooping, pooping. in my pants right. and hoping the smell deters. It's almost like a bear spray. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Why carry it? Why carry it? Don't need to. Built in bear spray. You know, and then you kind of have to fluff it out there for them. Yeah, it's called wafting. Waft it. Yes. That is a chemistry term. Well done. Waft that to them. Right. Well, that's good. So, so toxic methane. So, like, yeah. If if you know you're going to go in for a long. Well, I'm turning around and running. It will be wafting. Faux show. So would you prepare a, a different meal the night before if you're running in bear country? Well, or? if you don't encounter a bear, you've got an issue anyway. So, oh, really? Well, yeah. If you've had a bear prepared poopy pants meal, <laughs> you don't need to be out running. <laughs> point. Very good point. Point yeah. well taken. Yeah. It's All an right. issue. What would right. you, you call that again? I, wanna... I don't know if I can 
would say. Oh that my again. god, this greatness. Bear prepared booby ass meal <laughs> might have been it. I don't know. That sounds like a cookbook in the making. <laughs> forget, forget, run fast, eat slow. <laughs> I think Marcy has a new cookbook for me. We everybody. will not have that at the Chopper's Aid Station. That will not no, be on the menu. No, unless we're in bear country. And then, you know, we'll point it out. It's true. It's on you. It's on you if you have it. Oh my All right. Gosh. Well, Marcy, I think that self-defense mechanism is, we'll call that the skunk approach. The skunk move, yeah. Right, the skunk like move. That. So, I mean, that could work. So, mm-hmm. Jeff, what did the data science say about that? Is the skunk approach the... Uh, that a good method it's not on here (laughs) curiously (laughs) i'm not seeing it did you look on the other side i did look on the other side (laughs) there were funyun stains and mountain dew rings but no no skunk approach however there is this list And the first one's a little curious. Identify yourself. Really? I am Marcy Baser and I come in peace. You wear those name tags? I am a female. I'm age 46. I have two children that love me. Like that? I think so. Okay. Oh, no, no. no. I like long walks on the beach. I'm a water dog. Glasses of Chardonnay. No, it says identify yourself by talking calmly to the bear. So the bear knows you're a human and not a prey animal. So yes, that would work. I am pooping in my pants. It goes on to say, All right. remain still, stand your ground, but slowly wave your arms. Slowly. Yeah, wow. slowly, not quickly. Help the bear recognize you as a human. <laughs> okay. It may come closer or stand on its hind legs to get a better look or smell. Ooh. Ooh. Smell. There smell. you go. Yeah. A standing bear is <laughs> usually cool. curious, not threatening. What if it's growling and standing and like waving like its be, paws? I don't know. <laughs> Secondly, it says stay calm and remember that most bears do not want to attack you. They just usually want to be left alone. Bears mm. will bluff their way out of an encounter by charging and then turning away at the last second. Uh, I don't think I want to try that no. one. Right. I can tell you right now, everyone's going to use the poop their pants method at that point. <laughs> we'll find out if it that, works. That may be natural irregardless. <laughs> yeah. That's just going to happen. Bears may also react defensively by woofing, yawning, salivating, growling, snapping their jaws, or laying their ears back. Continue to talk to the bear in low tones. Noon River. <laughs> Hey bear. This will help <laughs> you stay calmer and it won't be threatening to the bear. A scream or sudden movement may trigger an attack. Never imitate bear sounds or make a high-pitched squeal. Okay, so everything you would naturally do, don't do. Don't do. Don't run and scream because right. that's what you're going to do. I like the third one. Pick up small children immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or outrun them. Either one. <laughs> wow. Basically, that's the interpretation. Well, I mean, not your small children. <laughs> oh, Other people's okay. small children. <laughs> you could rephrase that by pick up the appetizers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for the main meal. <laughs> okay. So it's like, hey, bear. My no. name's Marcy. I'm a Gemini. Do you <laughs> come here often? Yeah. Wave your arms. Yeah. Hey. 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 Do, do your inner Barry White. Hey, bear. <laughs> hey, bear. Hey, bear. How you doing? There's a few other things here it says. It says hike and travel in groups. Okay. Make yourself look as large as possible. I don't have a problem with that one. I got that one down. 
Do not allow the bear access to your food. So mm. don't offer him a snack. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Snickers we can split. <laughs> Snickers? What a Snickers. 50 50. 50 Oh, this is a good one, actually. Do not drop your pack as it can provide protection <laughs> for your back and prevent the bear. <laughs> From accessing your food. <laughs> if it turns out they do indeed want to <laughs> attack you, like they just said in number one, they right. don't. Yeah. And like so, your backpack's going to help you. He, he said pack, not pants. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't drop your pants. Don't drop your yeah. pants. So if you want to keep the wafting going. <laughs> Anywho. This tip is important, I think. Move away slowly and sideways. Oh, Wow. This allows you to keep an eye on the bear and avoid tripping. Moving sideways is also non-threatening to bears. Do not run, but if the bear follows, stop and hold your ground. Bears can run as fast as a racehorse, mm. a Clydesdale, mm. Whoa! Mm. both uphill and down. Like dogs, they will chase fleeing animals. Do not climb a tree. Both grizzlies and black bears can climb trees. All right. You know, honestly, if there was a bear, I would try everything. All options are, I just are available. The, the, the uh, fight or flight didn't kick in, and I went for the flight because I'm pretty sure the fight would not kick in with a bear. Right. All right, Marcy, this is amazing. So this advice and tips is going really well. We have one more, and okay. and you might already know this one, but just kind of curious. If you're running and you happen to hear something higher than you, and it's kind of following you, and it's a mountain lion oh. or a cougar... What do you do in that situation? And just to clarify, it's not the cougar that kind of Jeff was describing from <laughs> Cause before. Because she's not going to be that interested in me. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> not her type. Right. So the four-legged kind of cougar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, once again, I don't have these problems at Orange Theory right. ever. So in theory, if a cougar was chasing me, I did see... The guy that cussed at the cougar. Right. So apparently they're very, very put down with cussing. Right. Um, so I guess I would pull out all my dirty words, all the 90s, all the 90s. I wouldn't do like Tim and say, S word, S word, which is what he says to me. <laughs> Literally, S word. I'm like, I mean, you're, you know, an old grown man. You can say that. But right. Anyways, so I would cuss at it because it worked for that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I bet a sailor never has been attacked yeah. by, Ever. by a cougar. For or so not. many reasons. I, I <laughs> they're pretty safe. I think, yeah, I think you're they're on the water. They're on the water and they have the, the anti-bear vocabulary. Yeah, so cussing uh, at the cougar. Cussing at the cougar. I like that. Either I, type of cougar that will probably work for. You're probably <laughs> I had not thought about that Nobody angle. likes to be cussed at. This is the kind of perspective that Marcy brings to the table. So listen, if you guys that are listening are actually in these moments as you're running right now, I mean, this is practical tips in the moment. Yes. I mean, who knows? You, yes. could, you could be running right now listening to this podcast. I think mine are realistically what are happening. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Cussing Probably and pooping. So. I think if you see a cougar or a mountain lion, you're going to naturally start cussing anyway. <laughs> you most likely will. <laughs> right. So I like that. I, there I, think, you go. I think that's going to fit in real, really well. Okay. Right. Well, here's what the data scientists came up with. And they actually asked the National Park Service. Wow. Oh, those are professional. Didn't know they didn't even know who those people were. 
Well, I think they're all scientists. You know, that's the, true. That yeah. Wildlife. They right. probably all hang out at the same club. Same convention for sure. I think they call them conventions. <laughs> conventions, not right? It ain't the club. It's not a club. No. Right. no. no. <laughs> all right. Number one: stay calm, hold uh, your ground, and back away slowly. Okay. Face the lion and stand upright. Okay. Two. Do Who's not... gonna lay down? That's uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> really? I'm picturing... stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was more picturing like Karate Kid crane technique. Yeah, I think that'd be te- that'd be good. That one. would work. Yeah, yeah standing upright. Yeah. Do not approach the lion. That seems obvious. <laughs> Never approach <laughs> a mountain lion, especially one that is feeding or with kittens. Most mountain lions will try to avoid a confrontation. Give them a way to escape. Yeah. Two or excuse me, three. I can't count. <laughs> do not run from a lion running may stimulate a mountain lion's instinct to chase Ooh. instead stand and face the animal maintaining eye contact keep children from running away mm, once that's again, actually be hard debate yeah that would debate. be hard that would be difficult be hard to restrain a kid like yeah. from not screaming and yeah right and wanting to run yeah the kid's gonna kill you don't trail run with your children <laughs> Four-year-olds shouldn't be doing that anyway. Might be hiking. Might be hiking. (laughs) Hiking. That's true. Okay. Biologists surmise mountain lions don't recognize standing humans as prey. On the other hand, a person squatting or bending over looks a lot like a four-legged prey animal. So don't get down and say, here, kitty, 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 (laughs) kitty. That would be a bad thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. If it moves your direction and acts aggressively, do all you can do to appear intimidating. There you go, cussing. Cussing. I mean, you telling that's you, right. it worked for that guy. If you were like, beep, 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 beep. Right, I think that would be intimidating. That would be. Yeah. No, I'm intimidated. <laughs> you do not want to give the mountain lion any reason to think you're a prey. Attempt to appear larger by raising your arms and opening your jacket, if you're wearing one. If you're wearing a Vander jacket, even mm, better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wave your arms slowly and f- speak firmly in a loud voice. Bang your hiking sticks together if you have them. Clap your hands while yelling. If looking bigger doesn't scare the mountain lion off, start throwing stones or branches in its direction without crouching or turning your back. That's what that guy did finally. He did, right. Mm-hmm. scared it off. Right. That was a crazy video. It was. Yeah. That was really kind of. It was like. This is why you don't trail run, Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sending that, guys. <laughs> I think you're safe behind your house in Orange Theory. I don't know. We have had all sorts of strange sightings of little, they're not cougars or mountain lions, but what Bob are they? Bobcats. Bobcats. Really? Which I think I could kick a bobcat. Well, I think we need I to learn how to take it. Yeah, bobcats, coyote. coyotes. That's the one I'm afraid of around yeah. here because they'll attack They've, you. We've had some attack runners. Stephen and I encountered one. It Have like you? A, it was it was a small fox. It, really it was, was not. It was a huge. <laughs> Those are really cute. <laughs> this was the Clydesdale of coyotes. It was humongous. <laughs> it appeared to me as a small fox, but it's when it stood up, fox. it stood up. It stood no. up. It was attacking you all? No, we scared it on the trail. Yeah. Oh. We was sitting down in our favorite trail, and then I was like, oh, look, Jeff, a small fox. And then it literally got up. It was not small. You're like, that's not a small fox. It's like a Shetland pony. (laughs) It was. It really was. Did it it run away or come at you? Well, we don't know, because we (laughs) ran away. That was the fastest I've ever seen Jeff (laughs) You guys were giving it the the bear uh, get out. (laughs) I got an FKT that day. (laughs) 
Yeah. What is that? Fastest known time from that spot on the trail back to the trailhead. <laughs> to he, your truck. <laughs> yep. He was very fast. I was like, wow. You got dusted. I did. Yeah. yeah like, no Clydesdale that day. Yeah. No, it was every man for himself. Every Clydesdale <laughs> for himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope you've learned a few things. Marcy, thanks for I bringing see, your yeah. wisdom, your unique, special <laughs> point of view, it's as close. always. It's basically just saying the same thing in a different way. <laughs> Layman's terms. We just needed to reformat <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you so know. your takeaways are entertain, poop. Act big. Act big. Cuss at things. Cuss at things, and you'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. That sounds like fine. every part of my, my day. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like dealing with the children. <laughs> Preschool. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, that's Marcy Baser. Bye, guys. Thanks a lot, Marcy. Woo! The lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the quiet jungle, the lion sleeps Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of the action-packed episode number 41, better known as the Dirk Nowitzki episode. That was an awesome one. Dr. G was incredible. And of course, Marcy Baser was as well. Yeah, whether you guys are listening to this in the car or out there running, we really hope that you guys just took to heart everything Kevin said. And then obviously just, you know, like we always say, we like to entertain and delight, but also have fun and pass on some serious information for trail owners out there. So we hope you enjoyed episode number 41. Stephen, is there one thing we would like the big ass runners out there to do this week? Yeah, you know what? We just wanted to help support Sarah Vandernoot. Last week we talked about her and, and our new sponsorship with her and so she has a brand new line of vest and they're really really cool and so we just want to encourage people to go out check out her website it's vanderjacket.com and just support local businesses that are out there making it happen and what we really like about what sarah does is the fabrics and the things that she does they're reclaimed it's all made there locally and just doing a really good job. So the only call to action this week is just go out there and check out VanderJacket.com. You know what's cool about our vest, Stephen, is that they're all originals. They're all one of kind. So when you get one, that's the only one there is. Yeah, I think there's even numbers inside of them that tell you which one it is. So just remember the vest life is the best life and check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Well, thanks again for listening. We certainly appreciate it. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until then, get out there, enjoy those trails. And keep running your asses off. That's true. If you've not seen one of the most (laughs) underrated movies of all time, So I Married an Axe Murderer, the greatest, I think, what was the word I'm looking for? The greatest... What is the word? Um, we're going to cut all this part out. <laughs> well, Stephen, now on the big ass hotline, we have Dr. Kevin G. I messed it up already. It Hang on. I messed it up already. <laughs> oh, my, this is why Jeff has to, this is why Jeff has to do the post-production because he messes up all the time. Uh, You're fine. Take two. Jason and Greg are buddies with, uh, Jason and Greg are buddies with. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting lit.
Maybe we should change the name of our podcast to like Marlboro, so that way you don't have to. You know, like I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know. Telling you, the, the smoking prevention podcast. Did you guys see Remnant? Is that what it's called? What's that? Rem? Was it Remnant? Oh, the where he hid inside the bear. Where he got mauled by the bear. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm uh, thinking of a different movie. Reverent. 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 Irreverent. Uh, well. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> oh, that's you, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yes. Oh, and he was mauled by that bear. I didn't see the movie, but I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, you got to go back and watch that. You may not trail run anymore. Okay. Although I don't think he was trail running. I mean, it was, nobody yeah. ran trails in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> they just lived They just try to survive. <laughs> <laughs> they just tried not to get eaten yeah. by bears. <laughs> well, the two times that I have run outside, which hasn't happened often, we did encounter a snake and I just ran over it. Like, hopped highly over it but it was too late it was like by the time i saw it i was like ah, yeah. already yeah. in the air did you yeah. identify it as you were jumping over i was it? like oh not poisonous up guys rounded face we're cool and how do you milk a snake i don't uh, it's <laughs> no, you milk that? snake not milk a oh snake. sorry I was like, that, why would you want to do that? I don't, doesn't make any sense. You can sense. milk anything with nipples. <laughs> that's, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I said I've it. got nipples, fucker. Can you milk me? <laughs> you may have to add that. Oh, uh, no, probably not. That was a great line. <laughs> We're talking about Grand Tetons. So. There you go. That's a theme. Go, baby.